What is going on, everybody? This is Chris again with the Wildlife Command Center podcast. Thank you for listening. If you could please subscribe and leave us an awesome review on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and share us if you think this is great. I really appreciate it. You're great. I already know that you're great. Anyway, I'm going to do another solo episode today and it's going to be on this lovely holiday that we're all celebrating, at least here in America, and our favorite little thing to eat turkeys and how they can be a nuisance. It's not often that you run into nuisance turkeys, but sometimes you do. At least over here on the West, I don't know about you guys in the East, but out here in the West where turkeys do live, especially in California, in the Central Valley, they are a, they can be at least a nuisance. And that's crazy considering they're not even from here originally, at least up in the North. There are subspecies that run from Mexico up into California normally. Don't recall what those are off the top of my head. I think those are the Osceolas, if I'm not mistaken, way down in the deeps of like San Diego, Tijuana, those good old areas, the Sierra Madres that run up through the state down there at the bottom. But up here, there are introduced two other subspecies, the Rio Grande, which is the main one that you see like in the Central Valley and most of the cities of California. And then up into the mountains, the Miriams. And so the Rio Grande actually has a way bigger range nowadays in the United States than just along the Rio Grande River and its connecting river valleys. They have been introduced all over the place because they are a little bit more tolerant of desert climates than say like the Easterns because they're originally from the Rio Grande kind of river valley as it goes all the way up into the continent. There's also a Florida subspecies, which as you could figure out, is in Florida. (laughs) And then the last one I haven't mentioned is the Goulds or Golds. I think a lot of people call it the Goulds. They're really pretty and interesting looking turkey. Now these are like the strictly United States, like the American, not North American, like United States of American subspecies. There's a few more that are down in Mexico, which are really crazy, but I'm not going to talk about those. Talking about the northernish ones. And so, as we all know, or maybe you don't know, and you're about to find out for the first time, in the spring, the males get really aggressive and they start what's called strutting. And that's when the turkeys do that classic turkey thing of fanning their tail out, drooping their wings, poofing their entire body up. And then they get really territorial, pretty aggressive, and they fight each other. They chase down females, and then they do the classic. (laughs) I think that was a pretty good gobble myself. I can also do a pretty decent little chirp. I've just, you know, a side note, you know, away from the nuisance wildlife aspect. I have absolutely fallen in love with turkey hunting. Oh my goodness. It probably has to do with like my affinity for elk hunting because I love being able to call animals in. And turkeys are a lot more vocal of a species than most people think. If you're a turkey hunter, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a whole litany of sounds and vocalizations that they'll use to each other. Purrs, mews, slurps, blurps, gobbles, shock gobbles, shock top gobbles. That's a type of beer that turkeys like to drink. What else? Drumming, beating, gleeding, you know, a whole bunch of little turkey glurps that they like to chit-chat and zip-zap to each other. 
All that to say, there's a, a lot more to turkeys than most people who are not hunters or like turkey scientists know off the top of their head. So kind of back into the nuisance wildlife aspect. In the spring, there the testosterone of these turkeys surges like crazy, such vast, wild surges, a lot more than most other animals. And they just go kind of bonkers. You know, it's, it's a little similar to most other animals that have a very short window of breeding, like undulates at least with uh, cervids like deer, you know, deer and elk and moose and stuff like that, they go crazy. They, they tend to like lose their mind during the breeding season when their hormones that are meant for breeding just skyrocket in their bloodstream and, and they, they do things they would absolutely never do normally, such as, at least with cervids, males actually spend all year with just males, like they only spend time with their males as far as mature animals. But when it's time for breeding season, when that comes around, that totally flips and they become solitary. Um, and then when like everything comes into heat, like when the rut fully starts, then they start physically fighting each other. Everybody knows that deer and elk and moose will do battle, but not with Beyblades, unfortunately. That would be pretty cool. But instead of Beyblades, they have their own sweet antlers. And similarly, Back on topic, turkeys have big old spurs on their feet that they'll fight each other with. It's crazy. So most of the time, they're, you know, they're a little more gregarious as far as intersex groupings than uh, mammals. Males will sometimes hang out with the hen flocks and the young bird flocks in the off season. I was doing some turkey searching here recently because I wanted to get be a nice Thanksgiving bird. Missed that, unfortunately, but <laughs> I got some shot opportunities. I'm just a mook, totally whiffed it. Don't practice enough. Definitely need to start getting back on that train. And so I did see some interspersed groups of turkeys, but for most of the time in the off season, they are split up toms and jakes. Now a tom is a two and a half year old male turkey. And that is usually identified by the biggest bodied birds in the group. Triple B, baby. And then a decently long beard, which is this long, hairy looking thing that sticks out of the front of their chest. They don't have hair. They're all feathers. Usually that's like a minimum eight inch and then up from that on a bird that's two and a half years old. That's called a tom. A jake is a one and a half year old male, and they usually have like a three to four inch beard, which is totally acceptable, guys. If you're a jake out there and you've only got a four inch beard, don't feel subconscious about it. That's a lot more normal than a lot of people let on. Don't let those toms get you down with their giant eight inch beards, okay? Just keep on doing you you'll get there eventually, all right? If you survive that first year of hunting, because in most states, it is legal to kill you, the little jakes. And then, you know, so if we're talking now fall season, then sometimes you will see half-year-old males. They're usually still with the female groups. You know, they're still being raised up as the young of the year. And they'll have little one-inch beards. I mean, I mean, I would call that like a like a goatee, right, or a soul patch, just barely sticking out of their chest feathers. And so, in the spring, the main time when we get these nuisance wildlife calls, that's when the toms are really aggressive. They'll start chasing people and dogs that aren't too aggressive to them. <laughs> you know, turkeys 
they're too smart to try and mess with my dogs personally. You know what I mean? It's it's more along the lines of if you show that you're intimidated, they'll press the quote unquote attack, you know, not really, but they'll, they'll like, oh, it's working. And the same works with geese, by the way. Everybody's like, oh, Canada geese, they're attacking me. Dude, if you stand your ground and in fact go on the aggressive side of things, geese will back down. Like don't, just stand your ground. You know, they say that with, huh, big cats, <laughs> unless it's a tiger, then you're just going to die. They say that with like uh, mountain lions, you know, don't turn your back and run away because then that signals to them, oh, they're afraid of me and I can win this fight. If you slowly walk away, eyes locked onto them and you stand your ground, stand tall, make noises, most animals are going to be like, you know, the thing is they don't want the risk for injury. In the wild, if you get injured... There's no, uh, you know, CVS where you can go down and, and grab some antibiotics. Most of the times you just die. So if you stand your ground with these turkeys, most of the time they're not going to bother you. Like straight up. They won't press you. They're going to just be like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, gobble, gobble. I'm going to go gobble my way on away from this dude who's uh, not backing down. So a lot of the times that we get these calls. It is in the spring when they're being aggressive. They're fighting off other males. They're trying to, they don't really have harems, so to speak. They kind of do. It's all because it's not like a one and done thing, like a mammal, like a mammal gets bred one time. Birds have a lot of eggs that need to be fertilized. And those eggs are getting fertilized over the laying period, which could be up as long as like two weeks because those birds are laying an egg about 20, every 24 to 48 hours, depending on the bird, you know? And so they have to continually be bred. And so for, and with all those females, it's about a two month cycle to get all those females bred. And so for about two months, you know, they're constantly listening in for females calling out to them, giving them that super sultry, smooth little. <laughs> and again, so during this period, some of the calls that we've got are turkeys attacking the reflections in cars, attacking the reflections in windows, and like so much so that they're setting off the alarms in these buildings. Like if you have um, reflective windows down at a ground level on like big single story office buildings or even multiple story, so they'll like try and fight the reflection because it seems to them that the ref the, that other turkey, he's not backing down. And they'll not even just peck freaking kick at the door, like trying to spur the window and then bah, bah, bah. And that shockwave and sound is what signals the security system that someone's trying to break in and then like the alarm will go off. And I've had some crazy awesome stories like this turkey has come back here and every day for two weeks, he set off the alarm. <laughs> and so like immediately the police get called and we come out and it's this false thing and it's just a turkey going ham on the windows. But by far, the majority of what all our calls are, are turkeys flying into those windows. Like, so not a lot of people know. Turkeys, they can like, just fly. They can fly, fly. And when they build up speed, you know, they can't fly for miles. But once they get those wings pumping, they can move. Because they're pretty heavy-bodied birds, right? And so once they get a few, you know, a couple dozen of them, a couple dozen of them flapperinos, they build up speed. And like, if, if they think they're still going, because they see this these decent trees, and then boom! 
boom, they slam into windows and they will break through windows. Oh my gosh. This one time in St. Louis, we literally had a turkey fly through a house, not a window, through the wall and like through the outside wall, through the insulation, and then the inside wall and was dead in the second story living room of this house. That was by far the craziest story. Oh man, bonkers. And it was a hen, which are, they have like maybe half the body weight of an adult Tom. There's a pretty significant difference in weight of like an adult Tom versus an adult hen. You can definitely see so if you have them side by side, at least in the wild birds. Probably not so much in domestic birds, but with wild birds, it's a significant difference. So most of the time, if there is an issue, in the, at least with birds that are being aggressive, it's usually the toms, right? And so just to kind of retouch on, if you're running into this issue, hold your ground, you know, don't antagonize it, but then also don't like run away, you know what I mean? Just kind of go about your business. If they're getting into your yard and consistently being there, if you kind of like bum rush them, you know what I mean? Like you're a predator, like, oh, I'm gonna eat ya, you know? Especially if you say that, most turkeys can understand the English language, at least in America. If you bum rush them, oh, I'm gonna eat ya. That was a joke, that was a joke. Don't take that literally. Arms waving like, booga, 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 that they're gonna fly away. And now if they are, so some people have had us come out because they are, nesting, or excuse me, roosting in their trees, like in their back or front yard, because they've got really good trees for roosting. If that's the case, you know, one thing you can do is to kind of usher them along because do they make a mess? They are some big pooping birds. So if that's an issue that you're dealing with, you can um, have the limbs that they're using trimmed back possibly. Or if, depending on what state you live in, if it is legal for a nuisance wildlife control operator, such as ourselves at Wildlife Command Center, to come out and humanely remove these birds, like at night or during the day or dusk when they're going to roost, then that is an option as well. I know that um, at our office in California, because they're such an issue, there are regulations regarding the removal of these birds, and we're allowed to remove them in certain situations. Pretty awesome stuff. Alrighty, guys. So again, if you have any questions or you need nuisance wildlife control help and you live in St. Louis, Missouri, that's where our main office location is, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Kansas City, Missouri, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Dallas, Texas, Reno, Nevada, or Sacramento, California, and soon plenty of other places, please call Wildlife Command Center. Or if you have any other kind of nuisance wildlife questions, hit us up on our website, drop a line, drop an email with the questions you might have, and check out our YouTube channel. It's pretty awesome. We haven't done much turkey stuff on there quite yet, but we have plenty of other informational videos on there that you can watch and educational stuff and just uh, good entertaining videos like with our lemurs and hawks and falcons and other things of that nature. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you listening to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. I'm Chris Starr, again, your host, signing off. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. This is Michael Baran, a.k.a. Bare Hands Baran. Make sure you go now to Discovery Plus. Download our reality TV show, Bare Hands Rescue. 
where we are out there every day rescuing people from wild animals. It is entertaining, it is engaging, and it is informative. Download it today and listen for our next podcast.